Welcome to the Vortex Nation podcast brought to you by lovers of hunting, shooting, public lands, the Second Amendment, and good food. Let's set the scene here. All right, all right. Motors running, cars honking. Some birds are tweeting. A dog barks in the background. Exactly. Are you waking up in the middle of the city as rush hour begins and you're getting ready to go to work? Or are you urban hunting? In the case of our guest Taylor today, it's the latter. How was that for an intro, Mark? I got chills. All right, cool. I can actually hear the deer coming already. Yeah? I can smell the urban musk as it is. (laughs) The urban musk. There you go. Dog barking when you're hunting in the suburbs is a good thing. It's a good thing, It means the deer are moving. Dogs are barking at the deer mostly. Okay. Is that is yeah. that usually what makes dogs bark around there? Well, I mean, dogs I mean, bark, dogs bark for <laughs> many reasons, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm not I'm well good. versed on the mind of the dog <laughs> yet. But uh. stupid question, my bad. <laughs> so the voice that you're hearing over there, like we said, is uh, Taylor, who has come out to visit us, and uh, so many of you might have heard uh, from Taylor Chamberlain before on maybe other podcasts, or you've been in some videos and stuff too with uh, with First Light and stuff like that. Urban hunting is sort of the, the name of the game with, uh, with you. We also have, I should, I should mention, we have Mark here as usual, Jimmy talking on the mic, and Mr. Eric Barber has joined us for this hunt as well because he knew we were going to be talking about hunting deer and, and he just can't stay away. Triggered. Exactly. <laughs> Taylor, for those not familiar with you, why don't, we, uh, why don't we have you introduce yourself and tell us who you are, a little bit about what you do, uh, fun facts, anything like that. Yeah, well, I'm Taylor I'm Chamberlain. Uh, I three-gun. So that's yeah. important. <laughs> uh, no, 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 nobody. <laughs> yeah. All right. So no, I uh, I live right outside of Washington D.C. I live in Northern Virginia, and I'm an avid outdoorsman, which uh, doesn't really go well living in Northern Virginia, where I'm surrounded by you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and uh, tons of whitetail as well. So I get to to deer hunt and uh, help thin out the deer herd, which is pretty cool. Because our deer are incredibly overpopulated, so we can get into that. But yeah, yeah, it's it. If you like to shoot deer with a bow, uh, DC or Northern Virginia is actually a pretty good spot to be doing it. I just the first time I heard about this, I thought somebody was pulling my leg that there's a dude hunting deer in DC. I get that a lot. What's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with DC and so many deer? Why why do so many live there? It, it's it's not even that attractive of a place to live for human beings. Why is it so? That's not, not that great of a spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I think what's happened is as we've had urban sprawl kind of take over the, the whitetail's natural ecosystem, when we're you know taking down the forest and replacing it with this beautiful landscaping and shrubs and everything, the deer are actually able to thrive on that more than they're able hmm. to live on the natural carrying capacity. So it's actually increased it because they're – you know, when they're pounding liriope and everything that or whatever they're eating, the you know, ormel shrubs that uh, are fertilized and good to go, uh, that's what allows them to to really blossom. So our carrying capacity in Northern Virginia should be in the like twelve to fifteen deer per square mile. It's so high they can't even figure out how many deer there are. So when they do like a thermal imaging, their best guess, some pockets are between 400 and 450 deer per square mile. That's insane. That's yeah. like just so astounding. It's unbelievable. And they're, and they're totally like emaciated. I mean, they've literally eaten themselves out of house and home. But you'll see, you know, 15, 20 deer just standing in your yard. Jeez. 
Is really? That, is and that, how big are people's yards? So uh, I live in an area in Fairfax County where our lots are probably more like quarter acre, half acre. But I hunt on oh, some geez. spots that are like 4,000 square feet, 6,000 square feet, wow. like, you know, eighth of an acre lots, which are quite challenging to hunt on because a deer, I mean, 99% of the time that deer is not expiring on that property, right? Yeah. So you really have to get permission on a bunch of properties in order to be able to effectively track and retrieve that deer. So now I'm knocking on like five or six doors, asking the homeowners for permission. Sometimes that doesn't go over well, but, you know, nature of the game. I can't imagine. There's so many questions. I know we wrote down a huge list of questions that we could ask you. I feel like they're all going to be random, too. So, yeah, so is it primarily the kind of places that you're hunting and that you're seeing? I mean, when if you were to look around from your saddle that you're in, where you're in somebody's yard, are My you man seeing diaper? Your man <laughs> diaper. Are you seeing like a ton of big buildings, or is this kind of like suburbia with a ton of houses? Or so I mean, it, is it like right in town? Or yeah, so um, where I hunt, it, it's all like urban sprawl, so suburban developments. Yeah, right. Everything that you could develop a house on, most of those lots have been developed in North Virginia, right? So where I end up getting property access or where a lot of the deer are, or they're using these waterways or floodplains or creek beds or whatever as these highways. So like a typical hunt for me, sitting in my saddle looking around, I could see like eight houses, 10 houses. I mean, you see the kids over here playing like, you know, 500 yards away kind of thing. It's really pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. I, when, you know, Taylor and Jordan came out to, to film that first light film, I, I just remember as the sun came up on the first morning, kind of looking at it, and they were like, holy smoke, Like yeah. you're actually hunting here? Like, you, <laughs> you do this? Unreal. You know, you're like watching the school bus go by. and But the deer, I mean, the, it's really cool to see how the deer have acclimated to this mm-hmm. and how they're thriving in this environment because, like, you know, they don't think that humans are that big of a predator to them, and they're just kind of, you know, working yeah. around us. Now, you're, when you're hunting, it's not just in fall or like a traditional deer season that many people would be familiar with, right? So they, they treat, is that like the only place ever that, that treats deer like this where you're, you can hunt deer almost? I, I hunt year-round. Year-round? Yeah. Okay. So uh, our, our deer season runs from the first weekend in September all the way through, I believe it's April 28th this year. Wow. Whoa. And so now that's mostly antlerless only. Okay. Right, uh, we can shoot antlered bucks between the first weekend in October and the last weekend in December. So we we have a pretty healthy you know buck hunting season. But I, I'm you know, and is that like a statewide general season, or is that in these like it's just in these area? urban pockets? So okay. we don't we don't have like zones or units. It's broken up by county, so it's county specific. Hmm. Uh, but the they have an urban archery season, so that is okay. the urban archery season. Outside of that like season. Uh, you're able to get what are called kill permits. And so each property, you'll get a paper license that says official license to kill. Oh, I'm sure that's really a great way to explain (laughs) to somebody who's never even heard of a hunter before when you walk up to their door, I have an official permit to (laughs) kill. Yeah, Yeah. here's my license to kill, (laughs) ma'am. Sup. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but the homeowners actually have to have to specifically request those licenses. I can't, okay. I can't request it on their behalf. 
which is kind of just an interesting yeah. loophole as a property owner. And then do they request that? They So they request that essentially on your behalf. Yes. And is that, does it have your name on it? Or yes. is it just like, nope, here's like a... No, so they have to... You know, I have to coordinate with, with each one of the property owners, which, as you can imagine, is a lot of yeah. coordination. And um, but they will put my name on that that kill permit, that so that authorizes me. Kill. Yeah. And do they get sent that, or they can just like print that off on the computer? Uh, they write it out. So a a person will come out from the state, and they will verify that the deer are doing damage to yeah. the property. Okay, mm. and so then, it's a process. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we're actually going to start that process here pretty soon. Yeah, with, with my homeowners. Um, okay. So what's the what does the process look like when you or or what's what's the dynamic of a situation where you go up and you're knocking on doors and I'm sure you've seen a whole variety of different responses. There's some people who probably you know shoo you off. I, I'd imagine if they don't want you to hunt on there, it's not like they're shooting you off with a shotgun. They're probably shooting you off with like a uh, hemp staff or something. Big Hillary um, flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, or uh, I'm sure you get people who are on the fence, and I'm sure you get people who are all about you You going back and getting those deer. But let's say you have somebody who's on the fence, you know, and you go up and you're explaining to them, you know, hey, the deer are a big problem around here. We're trying to thin out the herd. There's too many deer. You know, I'm sure you can see your yard getting destroyed. And then they're kind of like, all right, well, yeah, I think I can, I can get into this. And then all of a sudden they got to go through all that stuff and they realize how big a process right. it is. How, well, how is so that? So that, that's only during the, the outside of the season. Oh, the kind from of September through April. The, so, oh, okay. So for, if it's September 15th, right. Yeah. Or if it's August and I'm knocking on doors and I'm going to, I'm going to come hunt your property the first weekend in September. I have, I mean, just as having a hunting license, you're able to hunt in the yards. There's no, oh, there's just, no additional okay. process, but cool. I mean, for I do get a lot of people that are kind of on the fence about it because they just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't, most of these people haven't met a hunter before, right? Um, and I actually get a lot of people that after I've been hunting their property for a little while, you know, and they they realize I'm like a normal guy, I'm not some bloodthirsty redneck who's like <laughs> crushing Budweiser <laughs> in their yeah, front yard. Yeah. But I, I get most a lot of the these, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tuesdays happen, right? <laughs> yeah. No, so. Um, I get a lot of people though that once they kind of like warm up to me, they'll be like, "You're not at all what we expected." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "What do you mean by that?" It, <laughs> it's funny to kind of watch them like try to be politically correct in that they expect some like redneck and army right. fatigues who's just like kill them all. You know, they yeah. don't expect yep. like a yep. big old wad of dip and just spitting yeah, all over exactly. their yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bunch of chew just you know <laughs> hanging out of my face. Bush light yep. cans rolling out their tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Bust like, open the truck door and it just spills out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like expect Boomhauer from uh, King of the Hill, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all. Yeah. But you know, a lot of these people, they, they don't get hunting. They didn't grow up around hunting. They have no clue. They just see a bunch of deer in their yard and eventually they're like, kill them. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of not being able to grow anything here. I'm tired of, you know, getting Lyme's disease or you know, yeah. ticks are a big problem. Sure. So, uh, and then I get a lot of people that are kind of like on the fence. I mean, obviously DC is a pretty transient area. So a lot of the properties that I have will turn over. They'll, okay. They'll, right. They'll go up for sale or whatever. Hmm. And so it's, it's always a funny conversation because I'll go knock on the door, talk to the new homeowner. I'll, I'll have the old homeowner kind of team me up for, the new owner, right? Yeah. So you don't have to be like, hey, I swear I just got permission <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be yeah, out here all the yeah, time yeah. and shoot deer. Oh, you, you moved? Yeah. And uh, so it's funny, though, because they're like, you have somebody do what? Mm-hmm. Like some guy's hunting here? No. You know, like, we don't want that. So I always go introduce myself, give them my business card. And I'm just like, look, call me. 
you know, when the deer are a problem. What does your business card say? License to kill. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was waiting yep. for. <laughs> it says daddy, and then, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it, I, I just have a card that, you know, has my name and phone number and says, you know, deer removal services. I'm okay. like, I'm like no different than the landscaper or like a, like a pest removal do you get, guy. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get people that actually want to pay you for this service? I know I've never had any, but I've had some people offer to pay me, but yeah. I mean, dude, I have so much fun right. shooting yeah. here. Like, it, it's the greatest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah, right? you like, probably set yourself up for some weird legal thing too. Yeah, probably. probably. Paid Next for thing it. I need to do, telling the you know IRS that I'm an killing hundreds of deer <laughs> and I'm like getting not, fifty bucks. I'm a, a paid deer. assassin, yeah. so I need to pay yeah. my taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not yeah. not many people get to say, yeah, I hunt deer pro bono. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But inevitably, you know, I'll always give them my card, and they will call me within like you know ninety to ninety days to six months. And be like, please come out and kill every single one of these things. Has that? Have you seen that transition? I'm sure you have, where a dude's like, or gal, whoever, a person is like, oh, I'd never have this happen. And like you said, that ninety day, they're like, no, please come over now. Yeah, it's almost like the same cycle, right? They move in. They're like, man, why isn't there any nice landscaping here? And then they'll spend a bunch of money on landscaping, and then. In 45 to 60 days, they're like, hey, I found your card, and uh, please come out and remove these suckers. If I've gathered anything from any podcast I've ever heard you on or, or videos, it's that if you are a deer hunter or a landscaper, you should move to D.C. Yes. Yeah. Landscapers got to be just making bank over there. Oh, they love it. And they're actually, I, kn- I know a handful of guys that are in the landscaping business that are also hunters and they get so many <laughs> they're properties. They're basically setting up their own food plots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh, we'll just plant some more of that here yeah. and there. And then, but this tree's perfect. And uh, yeah, but it, it's, um, it's kind of cool because I've gotten to the point now where, you know, I try to kind of network through my homeowners. Right. And so I, I always tell them, like, look, if you like the job that I'm doing, please refer me to any of your buddies because I'd much rather have right. like, your neighbor tell you about how great I am as opposed to like, oh, I'm a great dude, I swear, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Don't mind me. Yeah. And uh, Well, that's just a way easier conversation. You know, like knocking on that door, you know, in the video, you're like talking about you know, butterflies. Dude, I I mean, I do it occasionally. Yeah. Dude, I hate knocking on doors. I People do. don't know I you. Like, so I'm much. always like standing 20 feet off the porch. Like, I don't want to threaten. I just want to... No hands in pockets. Because I always think (laughs) to myself, too, and it's like my neighborhood gets solicited so much, and it's always people who are handing me flyers and stuff like that. And I'm always like, I'm always like, I don't like that. Especially when it's somebody who's right up in your door and like they knock once and then they look through your window and then they see you in there and they knock again. You're like, oh my gosh, get out. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't then, answer the door for a reason. I can hear you. Yeah. Well, that's always different too. It's different. Like, it's like, oh, it's the Girl Scouts or the Boy Scouts. Oh, you know, yeah. some yeah. adult male at your door is yeah. well, or female, just adult. And I'm a big guy, right? So, like, I feel like that I'm kind of intimidating to have at your front door. It's like eight o'clock at night. And you're like, what does this guy want? Like, in a highly right. in a highly political city. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, it's a hitman. Yeah. So yeah. I had a, a deer that I shot. <laughs> I had a deer that I shot. Uh, I was hunting on a creek bed and a really small property. And this deer runs over and dies like, I mean, 300 yards from me. I saw it pile up. But it's about eight properties over. So yeah. I had to go on my, my Onyx and I'm like, okay, that's this property here. And of course, I have to drive all the way around to get to that property. So I go to my car, put my street clothes on hop in, drive around. I pull up to the house, and there are all these black Suburbans out front with Secret Service, right? And I'm like, please don't be that house, right? And I'm like, there's no way that's this house. And I'm like, damn it, that's definitely this house. They <laughs> like, go up, and of course, the window rolls down immediately in the Suburban. It's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I shot a deer. And the guy's like, what? 
<laughs> like, yeah, shot a deer. Let died. me back up for yeah. a second. I, I shot a deer, died in the backyard. Look, <laughs> yeah. get, uh, uh, I have this license to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have one of these, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Flash my papers. I can get anywhere. But of course, he can't give me permission to retrieve the deer. The homeowner has to give me permission to yeah. retrieve the deer. So I'm like, I'm like, can you please get whoever lives here? And it ended up being a Supreme Court justice. Uh, who's no longer with us, who was a big supporter of hunting. And uh, he was super cool about it. was like, yeah, man, go grab it. You know, I'd love to let you hunt here, but I, I really can't. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was yeah, really cool. Crazy. But that was not fun. That is a wild story. <laughs> yeah. Extra, yeah. extra butterflies yeah. on that you one. Just like the, the jet black window just rolls down. You're like, yeah, some guy wearing dark sunglasses yeah. in there in black yeah. clothes. MP5. All, all yeah. the guys in the suburban look the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Chewing gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, so you brought up like, you know, your transportation a little bit there. Like, is that something that you kind of take into consideration? Like, I've I've heard some guys that hunt in urban areas. Even me, when I used to hunt in a area that isn't necessarily urban, but I didn't want other people to know that I was hunting there, I would like have my wife drop me off. Is that something that you do so you like can kind of keep your spots a little God, more your secretive? Wife is a saint. She is. Yeah, there's, there's no way my wife would drop. <laughs> really, me. She, she might drop me off like at the wrong property. Yeah. Be like, oh, <laughs> 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 No, um, so yeah, I try to be as discreet as possible. Yeah, because I want to be out of sight, out of mind. I mean, think about it as like a tactical operation, right? I mean, the the fewer people that know I'm there, the better, mm-hmm. because the more eyeballs you have, the better the chances are that somebody's going to be like drastically opposed to it. Right. So I get a lot of people. I very rarely get somebody who's like, you know, please come kill all the deer. Right. I mean, I, I have a handful of those, and I get a lot of phone calls of people that are, like, begging me to come kill the deer. But if I'm knocking on a door, I seem to never get those people. I tend to always get people that are like, you want to do what? And like, okay, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I get people that are like, oh, my God, like, murderer, you're a bad man, you know, like, <laughs> spitting at me. And I'm like, okay, you know? like, um, So that is what I never want to have next right. door to a property when I'm like, yeah, how do your neighbors feel about the deer, right? Yeah. And if they're like, oh, like, Beth over there feeds them. I know that I'm not going to yeah. go talk to Beth. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, when you kill one and you're trying to get it out of there, you know, like you said, yeah, ta- tactical operation. Yeah. So I have, I have like a full on kill kit, like a like almost Dexter grade kill kit in yeah. my in my truck, right? So I have all these like rubber gloves. I have my my knives. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how people think they could get away with murder after. I mean, they're, with a deer, there's blood everywhere. And, and the, when it's snow on the ground, it's a nightmare for me. <laughs> I keep one of those little shovels in the back of my so truck. So you can cover it, yeah. Um, but so I have this, this full-on like kill kit, and I have a jet sled that I keep in my truck bed. So oh, my sure, truck yeah. bed has like one of these tonneau covers on the back that folds up. Mm-hmm. So I have a ATV ramp that I'll pull towards the back, pull the jet sled out, go get the deer. Most of the time I can gut it there. Sometimes I have to take the entrails with me uh, just because, you know, it's such a small property. Mm-hmm. I'll pull it out on the jet sled, cover it with a tarp, pull it up the uh, ATV ramp, and then, like, throw it in the back and just get out of there. Yeah. Which, it, I, which I think it actually could present possibly its own problems right. with a person not knowing the contents of the sled totally. and seeing well, this that's, transpire. That's why I stopped yeah. using body bags. I used to use a body bag instead you of the actually, jack sled. Where, I, is can that I a true ask story? where you go to get a body bag? Amazon. 
No okay. way. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking that up right now. That is, I actually, I don't know if I should look it up. Well, you yeah. obviously did. Just You're disconnect not from yet. the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay, off, you... off Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> you so, got a body bag on him? Wow. Have you heard of the cops called on you? Oh, yeah, dude. And I, a lot of the cops don't know the laws as well as, uh, right. you know, because they don't hunt. Right. Right? So, that is terrifying. Uh, I've, I've had people, you know, like cop cars pull up. And you see them park behind my car, and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah. Because I'm in the tree, and uh, this actually happened to me And you're like, I'm not summer. going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I was hunting on a property. I mean, all the properties are tiny. Like, you can see the road, right? So I'm literally like 60 yards from my truck. Here comes a Fairfax County police officer. I'm like, man. Guy gets out, and he's like looking in my windows, and I was like whistling at him. And the guy's like, <laughs> God, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm over, I'm like sir, sir, I'm up here, you know, over here, and uh, step into the light. Yeah, exactly. He's like, get down here. I'm like, no, like I'm hunting. You know, I'm like, oh, this is screwed. So I get down, and I'm like, you know, could you please ask whoever called to stop calling you and wasting your time? Like, I'm, I'm doing a service for this property owner. It's private property. I have permission to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, and like. It's in Virginia. It's my in, license to kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. around my necklace with my, <laughs> my flavor right. flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they you know it's illegal in the state of Virginia to interrupt somebody who's actively hunting. Okay, right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, really. Yeah. Huh. Straight up illegal. Yes. So I was like, if you could please remind them of that. Like, yeah. Hint, hint, officer. Like, this is a law. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, and then you're like, the tables have turned, yeah. officer. Citizens arrest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've interrupted my hunt. Yeah. Watch out now. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're getting the deer out of there, now, now I, I understand what you're saying when you put it up and it's covered up and it's in the bed of your truck, but there's obviously that in-between time. There's got to be times where people have just driven by where you're just basically... Uh, it always it happens at the worst time. I I shot a buck this year in October, and I'm this big old sucker, and I'm like pushing him up the ATV ramp, and I hear, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Oh man," you know. And I turn around, and of course, it's like the three gossiping wives that are out for their Sunday morning stroll kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? There's like legs flopping. <laughs> oh man! Oh, no. like, so it was the adrenaline dump I really needed to get that sucker up the ATV yeah. ramp, and like. <laughs> I love your blouse. <laughs> you know, like, like gonna do, right? Yikes. Like, yeah. So a lot of the time, what I'll do is I'll, you know, anytime I'm talking to a homeowner, or ask them where they want me to park. Sometimes I'll park on a on the street, uh, but if I harvest one, I'll back down their driveway or something and try okay, to be right. yeah. out, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I, and also, I want to drag the deer as right. short of a distance as possible. Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, the, you have to take a lot of factors into consideration other than just like walking in the woods and hunting. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So when you said people will come and they'll tell you, kill them all, or you said that doesn't exactly happen all the time, but obviously you're, you're getting a lot of deer. There doesn't seem to be any kind of a, I mean, the season is very long. There also doesn't seem to be any kind of like an limit exactly oh there's no bag limit yeah well on antler deer you can only kill three bucks a year okay right okay only I was three. Ask that. yeah but unlimited does so when you get your your license you get three either sex tags and then you get i think you get three antlerless tags to begin with and then you can just keep buying you know six tags at a throwing time them at you. yeah what are those additional tags 15 bucks oh really yeah. huh but you can get homeowners if some homeowners are able to get on like a depop 
you know, permit, population permit control. And so that gives me unlimited tags on certain mm-hmm. properties. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, I have quite the folder of like what property is what and if this is on Depop tags or. I don't oh, imagine yeah, you, you got to be super organized. Totally. Oh, dude, I have, I have, I keep track of when the trash people come to certain properties, when the landscapers are coming to certain properties. Deer love freshly blown grass, like when the leaves are falling. Yeah, when the landscaper's out blowing the leaves, like I will hunt the next morning or that evening. Really, oh, it's like a food plot almost. Yeah, well, they they crush the grass. Really, yeah, yeah. It's well, so and cool. actually, it's probably a really super sensitive time for that grass. So you're doing that, yeah. Homeowner, even maybe a bigger service. Yeah, I never like, even thought about it that way, but yeah, hmm. uh, that definitely helps them. What yeah, other lo- totally altruistic? On yeah, end. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other like like hunting tactics do you find that work? You know, in in urban areas, that someone that hunts like the traditional way might not think of. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the time the deer seem to almost be nomadic, right? Like they're kind of herded up, and they they work in this circuit almost because. I think it's a combination of their lack of browse mm-hmm. uh, and also just all these other factors that push them around, right? So, like, if the if Timmy and Tommy are out back playing around, it might bump them over a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the neighbor's dog pushes on them. They're constantly kind of getting, getting pushed okay. around. So I try to – I tell all my homeowners, I'm like, call me when you're seeing deer. Yeah. Or text me when you're seeing deer. Whatever. Send a carrier pigeon if you have to. <laughs> Let me know when they're around because I want to be as efficient as possible in my timing. Right. So I kill a ton of deer solely off of homeowners being like, they're right here mm-hmm. every Friday or, you know, they've been here the last two days. Mm-hmm. And I will always make a point to go hunt that property. So is that browse line, I'm going to ask, like, is there just like a hard browse line like uh, everywhere? It's like destroyed. Like deer so high and down. It's just If gone. you go into like a park, and you crouch down, I mean, there's nothing that you can wow. see. It is just gone. It's gotten to the point where, uh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but um, talking to some of our urban foresters, they're seriously concerned about the health and the age of our forest. Because since those deer have decimated that browse line, there, there, there aren't any like young shoots of trees coming up. Yeah. So when a, when a big tree falls over, there's nothing to take its place. Right? Yeah, and yeah. it's just crushed all the ground nesting wow. species. You know, they they have hmm. nowhere to live. So with like relying on those like hot tips from people, do you use trail cameras or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I always use trail cameras, but it uh, I do use a lot of mm-hmm. trail cameras. But at the same time, I would much rather rely on a homeowner mm-hmm. telling me when the deer are there. Now, where the homeowners get it wrong is when they're like calling me and they're like, "Dude, there's a monster buck here." Yeah, right. You go out there and it's like a a year old like little basket racked eight pointer. Yeah, like, yeah. Hopefully things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I you know the trail camera is really helpful in that regard. And, right. And sometimes the trail camera is really helpful of knowing, you know, where the deer are using certain areas that maybe the homeowner can't see. But it's pretty rare to to have a spot that the homeowner yeah. can't see in their their six thousand square foot yard. Right. Hmm. Right. So huh. so when you think about the kind of the type of hunting that you do and and urban hunting Compared to maybe some of these other kinds of hunting that people do, whether it's out of a tree stand or whether it's a backpack hunt or something like that, do you do you look at that? I, I think I heard you once say that you started urban hunting sort of out of a necessity, or that was just kind of what you had to do if you wanted to go hunting. You know, if if you looked at the opportunity to go on a uh, big backpack hunt or or some other kind of a hunt, would you like rather do something like that, or are you kind of like, no, dude, urban hunting is where it's at. This is awesome. Yeah. So I've gotten. I mean. 
you hit the nail on the head. I started it out of necessity. Like I need, I have to live in the area that I live in for, for work and I want to hunt. And so I was traveling to this like large military base in order to hunt and the hunting sucked. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, it was a long drive. I'd, I'd go sit all day. I wouldn't see anything. And I'd drive home and there are deer all over these people's yards. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, this might actually yeah. work out. Right. And so to answer your question, I mean, I'm a member of a hunt club that's like 3,000 acres. It's 45 minutes from my house. It's QDMA managed, monster bucks everywhere. I hunted it once this year. Yeah. I'd rather hunt in the backyard. It's just so cool to me to see the deer and how they've adapted to living with us, right? When you when you started urban hunting or when that kind of light bulb went off, was that something that you, at the time, you're like, can you even do this? Yeah. So I was really fortunate that a guy that I knew had had already been doing some urban hunting. And so okay. he was kind of like able to, to help me out. Like, yeah, this is okay. And the laws are obviously, you know, kind of convoluted when you're reading through it, right? So you're like, well, you can, and then what do you do here? And so fortunately... Well, it's D.C., so yeah, naturally. Yeah, right. <laughs> the laws should be pretty convoluted. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, it, it felt wrong at first, right? right? Like you're literally, like, I can smell the people cooking breakfast, you know? Or I'll, mm-hmm. I'll like, they're like, you can just sit on the deck, like, here's some coffee. Like, the deer will come right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I have to climb a tree. I like, like, refuse to sit on your deck and just shoot that, right? But what one thing that I hunt from a lot are, like, tree forts, right? So the deer are used to them. It's kind of like a hay bale mine for you guys. Yeah. Uh, the deer are used to seeing them. <laughs> Works great if you put, like, a little flag out there. You can constantly see which way the wind's going. And oh, yeah. The <laughs> deer will walk God. right by it and... There's one that uh, I've hunted from a bunch that's like a pirate ship theme. Wow. And yeah, very, that, whatever Intricate. kid had that was super lucky. So yeah. I've kind of added my own little flair. I put another pirate flag back on it. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Maybe sometimes you hunt with an iPad. You know yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's not uncommon for me to have my like iPad up in there. I'm like doing work and. Oh, well, here they come. Stripping yeah. Wi-Fi from the house right yeah. behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get your password? Yeah. Yeah. Just sign this, and then what's your Wi-Fi password? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, how many megabits per second do you guys have? Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's, let's bump that up, guys. I'm trying to stream some Netflix here. <laughs> do you tend to get like a, you know, some people get buck fever or stuff like that when they see, they, they're going after these huge bucks or whatever, you know, and they want to see like old deer and, and whatnot. You're shooting a lot of antlerless deer, does, stuff like that. Do you feel like this has conditioned you to be a kind of person where, you know, you're not just like solely hard charging after these big bucks? You know, are you, have you kind of adapted in this role of being like, dude, does are awesome? Uh, I love shooting. Shooting an old matriarch doe after you popped like 10 of her buddies, that's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I love it. I mean, I still get the jitters after I kill a deer, whether it's like the 110th deer of the season or the first. I mean, it's like it feels anytime. I think if you ever lose that feeling, you probably shouldn't right. be hunting. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that comes, crazy number. comes out of respect for the animal also. But well, but I could see also like you're probably a heck of a shot. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm lucky one, two deer with my bow. Like if that's a good season, yeah. you know, at mm-hmm. least here. Uh, yeah. Uh, like 110, like you get that. It's a lot of dialed. slinging. That, yeah. A lot of carbon. Yeah. yeah. Like you just don't get, <laughs> I'd say uh, the average person doesn't get that many you know, opportunities. That, that's a life. So I, I just their, threw that, I just threw that number out there. I mean, a normal, a normal season for me would be like 30 to 60 deer a year. Okay. And sometimes, Still. I mean, 
you know, on a, if we have a year where we don't have a good acorn crop, I normally have enough properties that I can find a white oak that's dropping, and I will lay them down in September, October. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. they just they keep coming in, hmm. you know. But you know, some years you can shoot upwards of a hundred, hundred yeah. plus deer, no problem. So that's just an astronomical number to, to like, you know, draw back, get your pin. Yeah. Really, you know what I mean? You're just you're just doing that like way more than the average right. person. Mm-hmm. What's what's even harder though is having the self control to not shoot a deer if it's not perfect. Because okay, right. ba- based on the fact that I'm hunting these tiny parcels, I can't afford to have any shot other than an absolute perfect double lung, like top of the heart, forty yards piled up. Mm-hmm. Because if I miss that twelve ring you know, and I'm knocking on doors, knocking on doors, and that deer is way down, you know, gone, that's serious trouble for me. Like, right. that could result in the loss of a property. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and, and if people around town start seeing a deer running around with an arrow sticking out of it, that gives a, yep. you know, yeah. then they start wondering, well, hey, we shouldn't be letting people hunt around yep. here, you know? I actually had a deer uh, that, this was years ago, some neighbor, like, went to, was tired of the deer, went to Dick's, bought a crossbow. Oh, no. Didn't they had like the kid at Dick set it up right? And I don't even think he sighted it in. Didn't know oh, what he was no. doing. And there was this deer running around this neighborhood with this arrow like out of its back, oh. right? Like he shot him, shot him high. And uh, I hunted that deer for like two weeks before I could finally kill it. And I, I mean, it was like full court press to kill that sucker. Yeah, because yeah. I mean. I mean, it, it, make, doesn't, it, it probably doesn't was look, a news story, I imagine. It, you know, I don't think that made the news, it but it do? was like the talk of that that little community. Yeah. And of yeah. course, it's it like... It doesn't look good. Right. And everybody's like, oh, it's that hunter guy. Yeah, like, yeah. no, it was not me. <laughs> right. It was Fred who bought the $200 yeah. crossbow yeah. at Dick's. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I there was one homeowner I was trying to explain. I'm like, no, that's a crossbow bolt. You know, this is an arrow. That's a crossbow bolt. And... You can tell the difference because of the fletchings. And I had to like show him. Right. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Can I see one of your arrows?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on, Columbo. Like I just told you, man. <laughs> this, this is an arrow. Like, yeah. You know." And try to explain the whole process yeah. to him. Like I'm not lying to you, dude. Like right. I wouldn't shoot a deer like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you really have to be careful of the of the perception of the neighborhood. Yeah. Or the HO, whatever you're hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. I got a question that I'm super curious about. So, like, you're hunting tree forts sometimes where you're that close to the house. You ever see anything super weird? Like, really? Could you go into a little more detail? (laughs) (laughs) On on or off air? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So, we could sit here for hours and tell you stories like weird crap I've seen in the tree. So, um, most memorable ones, I mean, I'm hunting a spot one day, and uh, I see some movement kind of, like, off in the like the, the tree line, right? And I'm like, oh, sweet, here comes some deer. I pull up my binos, pull up my uh, Vortex binoculars, and <laughs> look through, and there are these, like, two hippies that have these tie-dye Grateful Dead shirts on, and they're, like, dancing through the woods, like, tripping daisies, right? And I'm like, oh, God. And, of course, they're walking straight to me, and so they get to about 10 yards away, and I'm like, hey! And the one guy goes like this. Right? <laughs> and just, and just the other the guy hits the ground like it's incoming mortifier, right? And it's like holding his head. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, 
get out of here. Yeah. And the guy thought the trees were yelling at him, right? And, and so one guy took off running that way. The other guy took off running the other way, like screaming, holding his head, like, <laughs> freaking out. Right? And Those I was guys like, still talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, remember when God told us to stop doing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Not only do you shoot deer, you get people sober. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah just. Doing what I can. Uh, another spot. So a lot of these properties I'm hunting, like I mentioned before, are these kind of creek bottoms, right? Which I've now found out are where a lot of the high school kids go on Friday night to like drink beer and fool around, right? Yeah. So it was late October. I was super jacked for this one spot. I'm going in. I go in early. I climb a tree, and I'm hearing this like weird noise, right? It's kind of like a wheezing. I'm like, is that like a like an old fat raccoon or something? Like, what's going on? The sun comes up. And like 30 yards from me is frat boy Chad, who's passed out on the ground with like all these natty lights around him, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, God, man, are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, I'm like packing my stuff up. I'm all, all flustered. And out of the corner of my eye, I see something move. And I'm like, and there's a doe with her, with her little like click. And she is stopped and she's stomping. At frat boy Chad, <laughs> sunk right, and I'm like, <gasps> and so I grab my bow real quick and just come to full draw and just smoke her, and she runs full sprint at frat boy Chad and does a like a J hook to go back the way she came, and the dude's like, <gasps> and I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. get out of here, man! Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're trespassing. Take your beer cans, man. And, uh, oh that was awesome, though. I, I totally would not. I mean, I probably wouldn't. Have, well, I probably would have shot that deer regardless, but. The way that she stopped looking at him was perfect. He was the uh, perfect yeah. decoy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how few people will look up in the trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just don't realize that you're there. I gotta admit, I uh, I, mean, I why, don't often look up in trees myself. Why, why would you? Though, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you don't want to be like paranoid, just kind of walking around, <laughs> right, just yeah. constantly looking at all times. I had, um, I mean, I could seriously go on and on. But the last one, I was uh, sitting in a in a tree that was like right off of this guy's yard kind of into a floodplain area and uh landscapers came they're like mowing the grass and they they're leaving i thought they had left and i hear like and i look over and here comes the lawnmower guy holding his butt just full sprint like right at me and i'm like no 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 i'm like no 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 i'm going like no 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 he's just pulling his belt off drops trout and just like blows poop everywhere <laughs> and it's like 12 <laughs> feet from me man i'm like dude uh, <laughs> what are you doing no moss no moss yeah, get out yeah. of here man yeah so nice. and you, you see a lot of cool stuff and that well, was not that that's cool stuff yeah. but you see a lot of interesting yeah. stuff i'm uh, sure i'm sure yeah it's like my worst nightmare. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was really keen to this urban hunting thing until now and i was just, <laughs> right dude, it's not gonna be phenomenal risk phenomenal <laughs> people watching um yeah from hippies to Julio's. Yeah. Speaking, uh, uh, going back to the going back to the deer. Speaking of poop, talking about deer, um, <laughs> you mentioned how there's so many there. And as far as, oh wait, here we go. Hold on, we have a special request coming through. We actually have so Taylor being with Capture Creative here is with the, the rest of the crew. He said, "Ask about the protest coming through a community park." <laughs> oh, yeah. before we talk about the deer here. Yeah, we what had. We, Thanks, we're, guys. <laughs> is that all right? right. <laughs> That's better than some of the other stories he's trying to make me tell. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that later. Thanks to my mom's chili. Um, 
<laughs> that never ends well when yeah. repelling from a diaper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine. Yeah. It's all so squeezed. We designed in. it with holes. Yeah. Uh, they yes. need to shoot. <laughs> a little flap. A little flannel flap. Um, yeah. We were hunting. I was hunting in a park with a group of people uh, that was like a an assigned hunt, like a lottery hunt almost. If you hmm. met certain criteria, you could hunt this park. Part of the of what the county required was noticing all the people around the park that the hunt was going to take place. So, Oh, so everybody knew you were going to be there. Yeah, and it's like starting Great. Saturday, October 1st at 7.30 a.m., you know, hunters will be in the woods. And not so, so your not tactical your, operation. Guess, <laughs> yes, is not kaput. super tactical. It was like, it was tweeted out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this is like if they put a billboard out that said, hey, SEAL Team 6 is going to come in and uh, try and go after yeah. you, Osama. You're yeah. Osama. <laughs> Covert operation starts tomorrow at yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. 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 FYI. So um, all these protesters came through the park, and what their, I think what their intention was was banging pots and pans and, like, you know, oh. symbols. Oh, a deer uh, drive. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to. So that's exactly what happened. So we're all set up, and I, I guess they didn't realize that, you know, hunters get in before the sun comes up. So they start pushing deer all over us, right? Everybody out there shot three or four deer <laughs> each. You get a deer. Right? You get yeah. a deer. It was an absolute Keep nightmare finding them because all the blood trails were like, Right? It just looked like other. you threw spaghetti all over the world. Oh, you're like, man. I'm like, I think this is mine. And then you're like, yeah, just take it, man. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, all these these protesters were going nuts, you know, because it would totally backfired on them. Yeah. And then we're, now we're, like, dealing with them. Please, guys, get out. Like, the deer's dead now. Yeah. Okay? Like, let's let's let it go to good use. Yeah. Incredible. I don't know if You got to like, organize more of those protests. Uh, Dude, yeah. I had I have a, a buddy of mine that was hunting. Um, <laughs> he he called he calls me just and, inciting yeah. just inciting protest via social media. Yeah, By like the a, way, everybody, <laughs> the internet research agency in Russia is inciting like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. protests against the organized hunters. So yeah, I have a buddy that was out hunting a property, and he shoots a deer, and the the next door neighbor was getting their roof replaced, right? And so he shoots his deer. The deer is running off. And this guy, I guess, was taking a leak in the woods, one of the roofers. And the deer is running right at him. He jumps out from behind a tree. And he's like, ah! And the deer just spins around and sprints, like, across this highway and dies in this person's front yard. And my buddy's like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, go away. Like, yeah. what, why would you do that, man? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And, uh Oh, it caused a huge issue in the neighborhood. This deer is like plopped over, like right in like the old lady's front yard. Stereotypical nightmares. So, oh man, geez. yeah, that was fun. Oh, <sighs> good. Speaking of the deer, I wanted to ask too. So you know, you mentioned that they're kind of emaciated looking. There's so many of them, not a lot of, to feed on, and just that kind of got me thinking about whenever you know, like so many deer being in one place, and just all this potential for disease and stuff. Do you guys have CWD out there? Is that something that you guys worry about big time? So or? we we have CWD in the state of Virginia. It's currently contained. I mean, I guess uh, right on the Virginia West Virginia hmm. border. Hmm. So that's like maybe fifty miles from me. We have not had any confirmed cases in Fairfax County or Loudoun County, Arlington County, any of those. But I mean, it seems to be coming yeah right so interesting i haven't seen any of the new uh new numbers that came out but yeah it seems to be kind of spreading everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Here's another random one I wanted to ask you, too. What's the deer situation on the White House lawn? Do they have their own private assassin team for... That'd be a really cool operation. Wouldn't I don't. It? I don't think there are many deer around the White House. They've got some like Secret Service suppressed. Like your job yeah. is to kill all the deer before yeah. they make the White House. <laughs> well, we were we were yeah. laughing uh, with Taylor and Jordan, the other Taylor, when they came down to film the video. We're like in front of the White House, and Jordan just pulls out the Pelican case. And he's like, and it's like, whoa, dude! <laughs> you know, he pulls out their big Ronin, but yeah, uh, definitely had the attention of some Secret Service guys there in front of the White well, House. That's when you just roll up to the black SUVs, have them roll the yeah. window down, and yeah. ask hey, Fred, how's it going? I remember you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a permit to kill guy. I got a question about the deer. We're talking numbers, right? You know, you're taking down way higher than average number of deer. And so you're eating some of it. What are you doing with the rest of it? Mm, so yeah. we, we have a phenomenal program called Hunters for the Hungry. And um, you know a lot of these other states have similar programs. So I'm able to take a deer that I've harvested, take it to a butcher, drop it off without any cost to me, and they will process that animal and, and take it to a local food bank and feed the homeless with it or people that, that are less fortunate. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. That it's really great. Cool. And, and actually that program – has probably gotten me more properties than anything else. I was else. just going to say, I bet that if helps somebody, If somebody is like teeter-tottering you know, on, on the fence, like they realize the deer are a problem because it's hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And they realize that I'm going about this in a sophisticated way. Like I'm not just, you know, chewing dip and, and shooting them, you know. And then they're like, well, what do you do with all the meat, right? And you tell them that, and they're like, all right, boom. Yeah. And that, that for me has been the the deal sealer. <laughs> Interesting. More times I'm sure. Than yeah. Not. yeah. That's pretty cool. Have you ever have you ever had a homeowner or property owner ask to try the meat? Or have you have you ever shared the meat with that a homeowner? Lot. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of them. And uh it's funny, I mean they all love it. Although I have one homeowner who's like, hey, can you bring me like four tenderloins? I'm like, dude, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, those are mine. Uh, <laughs> We, have you tried the burger? The burger. <laughs> <laughs> but no, phenomenal. It, it's um, you know I, I share it with any of them, and I've actually had two homeowners now that I've taught how to hunt. Really? That was going to be my was, next. Yeah, question. I was going to ask that too. Yeah, how does that how does that go? What's that looked like? Uh, well, you know, I kind of have a little process. I'll take them through, so I'll teach them how to shoot normally with a crossbow. We'll start with a crossbow. We'll kind of work on proficiency. Mm-hmm. We'll go through that. Shoot some targets. We'll talk about arrow placement. But you know, I hunt out of a tree saddle, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's not like I can just hook you up in a saddle and we can just dangle from the tree. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have like a ladder stand at my house. I'll normally go set up at their house mm-hmm. and you know, cuss the entire time of doing it. It's yeah. a miserable <laughs> setup, but um, you know, get them in the tree and then I'll hunt with them and kind of walk them through the process. And it's so cool to watch a homeowner go from someone who might have been on the fence about hunting right. to giving me permission to them being like, hey, this meat tastes delicious. Yeah. And realize it's a you know, it's a good thing that we're doing and it's a great source of organic protein. And then watch them shoot their own deer. It's kind of like a bittersweet feeling though also because yeah. you know, yeah, now, and then now I'm not gonna be hunting on their property. Right, right. right. Part, but. Dude, you totally nailed. I was gonna be like, yeah. I never lost a spot yeah. because yeah. of that. Totally. <laughs> but but you know, like for me, man, it's pretty sweet. I, I have more spots than I could possibly hunt. Yeah. Right. right. And I don't care. I would rather have more people out shooting the deer than, I mean, yeah. I don't care if I lose a property. Yeah. Those people that you've gotten into hunting their own backyard, do you feel like that's gotten them interested in, in hunting in general? Like, have, have those people kind of been like, oh, well, you know, there's there's other hunts out there, you know, I, I might go out west or I might go to another spot? Or do you feel like kind of 
they're just a lot of the folks are just kind of like, hey, this is cool. I can just hunt in my backyard. I'm going to do this. They, they love it. Yeah. I, mean, they, I think it turns them into hunters. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I have one guy actually that I was just on a pheasant hunt with last weekend who, when I first met him, he did not hunt at all. Oh, wow. And now he was, you know, we were out with his, his son and his other boys all hunting. That's hunt. cool. I mean, yeah, it's really That's cool. Really so they've cool. like turned into hunters. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing. I, I feel like, you know, for most of us. Although what, what's interesting for me, I get people that reach out and ask me to teach them how to hunt, and I will never turn anybody down. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. But I had this one guy who I was teaching to hunt, and so we were working on some stuff, and we met up for the first hunt. I was going to take him up a tree. And so I'm waiting for him to pull up to this property. It's early morning. And I'm like texting him, like, where are you, dude? And he's like, oh, I'm driving down the driveway. I can't hear a car. I'm like, what's going on? He pulls up in a Prius. Oh, and right. Like, yeah. Electric car, hops out. He's like, Patagonia, everything. And I was like, ooh. And I asked him, I said, what makes you want to like, learn how to hunt? He goes, well, I just decided that I'm going to be a hunter gatherer. Cool, man. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Right on. Right. And uh, that guy was the complete opposite person that you would imagine as a hunter. Like, if hmm. I asked you to like write down what a hunter is, right? He's the opposite of that. And he is a diehard killer now. That guy, it, you know, he is hunting, killing like 25, 35 deer a year. Wow. I think what's cool with that, yeah. though, is like just like how you get from some of these homeowners, they're like, oh, I didn't expect you to be like that. Like for you, you're like, oh, dude, I didn't expect you to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and, you know, it just, it goes to show that like it, it Anybody can do it. Yep. Right? Like, I mean, we're all here because our ancestors were good at hunting. Right. And uh, that's a good I'd, way of putting it. I'd much rather eat something that's organic than eat something that's been, you know, pumped full of steroids. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Eating on them city deer pretty good. Do they taste any different, you think, than, uh, than other deer you've yeah, tried? The, the, uh, the first time I had, I was on a mule deer hunt a couple years ago, and uh, eating the mule deer was like, oh, this tastes way different. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Is it just living on sage and corn as opposed to shrubs and, yeah. you know, like bird feeder spillage. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Rose like, petals. Yeah. 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 yeah Actually, they're, se- they're seasoning themselves. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, how do I, okay, how do I put this? If you were trying to landscape your yard so the deer don't come to your yard to eat your landscape, what is the... Um, thing that the deer like the most. Wait, what? <laughs> food plot. Backyard food plot. Clover. Eric got me. I, yep. I overseeded my yard with clover when I first moved in. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, why does our grass look so green? I was like, I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. Should you mow the grass? No, no, no. Don't, don't touch it, babe. Yeah. <laughs> it, is there something actually asking, you know, Seriously, like, is there, like, a, a yard plant that is commonly planted that they just, like, come and demolish in 0.2 seconds? Yes. Um, although I'm blanking on what it is right oh, now. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they, they will eat anything and everything. White oaks are the best. I mean, and we have a lot of oaks near us, so you okay. can't really compete against the oaks. Hmm. But when the white oaks are gone, I mean, they're just crushing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that, like, you know, deer are still making sign, like bucks are making rubs and scrapes and stuff? Oh, that's yeah. still happening? Yeah, okay. they, they rut hard. Yeah. I mean, they're they're frat guys at yeah. 2.30 in the morning, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hang, hanging out with Chad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chad was probably the only human at the party. <laughs> you fucks like to party? Yeah. yeah. And then hey, the, if uh, you've had enough natty lights, they all start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beggar's can't be shoes. Yeah. The other thing I was wondering, too, is, like, there's so many people in these areas. Do you really worry about your, your wind or, like, your scent control or, like, is scent control a thing, you know, that you practice? Uh, or it's, it's funny you mention that. So we were talking about that in the car ride over. We are talking about different scent control methods. So I'm a big believer in, in smoking your camo. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Just like hardwood smoke because yep. everybody's got a fire blade. Like so throw it right. on the trigger? Or, oh, fire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want to see some first light camo in the Delicious. in the Traeger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right around 225 with the super smoke. Um, but no, the the I, I find the deer use certain areas because of the wind. So, like if I have a southeast wind, I know they're going to be on this side of the creek bed that okay. I can hunt that property. Yeah. for example, right. And so I'll know which tree I'm going to hunt to not have them smell me mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But I don't like run an ozone machine. Right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. That was my my point. Is like with there just being that many people out there, like yeah. I mean, I, you know, the deer. What what you'll tend to find is the deer get spooky when they can't see you, but they know they can smell you. Right, right. So yeah. I could walk up to a deer, you know, this far away, maybe maybe not that close, but you know, ten yards with street clothes on. If I have camo on, they're like, they know something's wrong. Huh. Yeah, I actually use that to my advantage in some spots where, like, if I'm hunting in the park, I'll walk in wearing you know, like a track suit or something, right? And uh, as soon as I pull off or, or veer off a park trail, I'll ditch it, put my camo on, and, and climb right huh. up. Hmm. And the deer will let you get super close doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. They're pretty wow. keen. Yeah, yeah. They uh, are masters of correlate, correlating one thing with another. Oh. <laughs> that guy that guy equals dead yes. us. <laughs> that guy equals... Masters of We might even get some yeah. food. Yeah. Um, so speaking of some of your just like preparation, potentially gear, stuff like that. Now on the table in yep. front of us. And this time when I say, if you're watching on YouTube, you actually will be able to see it. So the last podcast that uh, we recorded, I completely messed up the video recording. But we are video recording. Right, MC Ryan? He's got it. He's I got mean, I'm, I'm at fault too, Jim, because I was zero help from the word go. So well, that's all right, Mark. I come to know it's when it comes to you and technology, <laughs> I usually just assume I got it. Hey, I showed him the pop-out feature on Outlook, by the way, the other day. Have you, you been using that still? Uh, no, well, you're Since not. you showed it to me okay. yesterday. <laughs> See, if you show Mark, yeah, love if, it. If you show Mark the pop-out <laughs> feature... If you show Mark the pop out feature on Outlook, now you've just created another Windows. you've created another problem for him because yes, now he's gonna have so many windows open because I don't No way, man. He won't know how to close them. I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with the pop out feature. If All you right. don't know about the pop out feature and you answer a lot of emails, look up the pop out it's like I'm pretty life sure changing. that you just double click the email and it pops out, right? No. Or you press that pop out button. No. Well you can no, I know we're, we're, we're losing them. We're losing right, the right. audience. Tree right. saddle. <laughs> All right, tree saddle. Now you hit, yes. So a lot of stuff out here on the table. What's going on here? This this is sort of your uh, your get up for this urban hunting stuff, right? Yeah. So with the amount of properties that I have access to, and the number of trees that I hunt, I mean, I probably have over like well over a thousand trees that I could go hunt within a fifteen minute drive of my house, <laughs> right? And that includes Jeez. traffic time. So I mean, there's some that are just stones. Stones throw away. Literally, like I hunt my own backyard. So 15 minutes in D.C., it's just like your next-door neighbor, right? Yeah, it's like a quarter mile. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out early on that there was no way I was going to be able to have tree stands in all these locations. Mm-hmm. And the other problem is that, you know, the deer are, are smart to where they know that if 
you shoot two of them from this tree, they're going to avoid that tree. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to keep bouncing around to keep them guessing. Mm-hmm. And some trees, you know, some properties I hunt, they might only have two trees in their yard. Right. And maybe neither of them work for a climber because they're not a perfect telephone pole or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I needed to find a different system. Are the trees usually pretty big then around there? There are a lot of trees. Yeah, they're big trees, little trees, brown trees. Every time I think of urban sprawl, I think of like little tiny twig trees that people like just planted in their yard. Yeah, so so all kidding aside, I mean, what we have is we have a lot of that, but then we have these like areas that are undevelopable. So it's like these beautiful little creek bottoms, brushy, overgrown creek bottoms that you can't build a house in, right? So... The tree saddle is what I ended up on because it really allows you to hunt any tree. You can prepare trees. You can just climb trees just by using sticks or whatever your method is. Super simple. Process doesn't change from prepared tree to run and gun, right? It's just the same thing. And it's super comfortable and lightweight. So it's a home run, you know, as far as I was Mm -hmm. concerned. So you basically just wear this thing around your around your butt and you suspend from the tree, you know, like this. And it's just the most comfortable thing. I, I am more comfortable in this than I am in this chair right now. I mean, really? probably, that probably helps that I've spent. I just thought like, we had some pretty comfy chair. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but I mean, it, new ones. No. The, it, it literally like the way that I'm standing in this thing is it's like I'm in a leather recliner, like with my feet kicked back. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it allows you to shoot a full 360 degrees around the tree. What happens you, if you're, so you're standing facing the tree, right? Because yes. your feet are on the tree. You know, your feet are on this little platform right here. On the little platform. Okay. What happens if you got to like crane your body around? A- so you're able to use this platform to basically walk like a full 360 degrees around the tree. So if I'm, you know, this is on the tree right here. My All feet right. are here. So yep. I now can shoot everything in this direction, right? Okay. And I, ha- I have a tree tether here to where if I needed to shoot in this direction, I could just come over that and just, like, actually lean into the rope. Or you can just spin around on here and be shooting back this way. Okay. And there's almost no movement required to do that. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it is this the slickest system you've ever used. And, I mean, I, I don't understand how people hunt from a tree stand now. I mean, I, I've been hunting out of one of these for 10 years, so it's something that obviously I'm pretty, pretty comfortable yeah, yeah. in, you know, but um, it, it's just a absolute home run. I mean, the, the versatility of it, it's quiet. It's totally safe. Yeah. You're connected to the tree the entire time. You literally can't fall off. And another thing that's really nice is, you know, like when you're in a tree stand, right, and the deer are coming in, I feel like you're constantly kind of thinking about where your feet are. Right. Right? Like, you don't want to be the guy who's like, whoa. Right? Yeah. Well, with this, <laughs> I mean, what what can go wrong? Right. Like, if my feet come off this, like, I'm tied to the tree. My knees are just going to hit the The other tree. thing, yeah. like, like I've seen photos of you in, in this thing. And, like, when you look at someone who's in a tree stand, you look in the woods and you see the woods is made up of vertical lines. Yes. And then all of a sudden you see this horizontal blob when someone's sitting in a tree stand. When you're in a a, heart, a saddle like that, you're literally a, a vertical line that blends yeah, in with you, that. Yeah, you kind of look like a broken off branch. Yep. Right. Right. And the other thing that's great about these. Oh, yeah. Your profile picture on Instagram is exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Urban Bowman on Instagram. Thank you. Yes. But yeah, I mean, the, the way that this works, it kind of just cradles your butt. Mm-hmm. And you're able to use a back band with it. Hmm. And it's just, I mean, we'll put you guys in it later today and. 
I am interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, totally. You know, there, there is a little bit of a learning curve with it because there's really like you have to get off the ground and, and you have to sit in it and figure out kind of where your pinch points are mm-hmm. or where it's not feeling comfortable because where you have your rope tied around the tree, uh, you know, changes how, how you're being pulled a little right. bit or where your weight distribution is. But I mean, once you figure it out, it, it's a, do you have to review your boy scout knots before you do this? No, no, no. So we use these things It's called the sender. So this actually allows for like super easy one handed operation hmm. Of the what's a carabiner on this? Which which parts of the ascender? Right, it, this the this blue. little this is called a ropeman ascender, and so this allows you to just pull it up the tree. This also works great for one handed operation on your lineman's belt. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, and so that's what you know. What's one of the many benefits of the saddle is that you're constantly connected to the tree. Mm-hmm. You literally cannot fall out of this. The saddle will not come off your body because it has a waistband. It also has leg straps. I don't use the leg straps because. I don't see a need for them, but a lot of people that are first starting out, I think, really like the leg straps right. for safety, and it makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't use the leg straps. So you're constantly connected to the tree. You get up. You have your lineman's belt around the tree. Throw a rope around that you click into, and then you just clip into your bridge here, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. And so this is a material called am steel. This is used – originally was used for winches on hmm. – Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. This has like an eight thousand pound braking strength. Wow! So, all right, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's to do. Yeah, this this company tethered. I was fortunate to help work with them on designing this saddle, and so there were a group of guys that between all of us, I think it was a hundred years combined between all of us in saddle hunting experience, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and so we were able to design this thing, and it's awesome. I mean, I don't know how they're going to improve on it for next year because I don't think you can. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's just. Once you get that that pressure point kind of dialed in, it's an absolute home run. So, and if you want to do some arborist stuff, yeah, right. Well, that, that's what this, you know, that's kind of how it originated. Is originated out of arborist saddles. Oh, cool. but those aren't able to really be comfortable for long periods of, of right. sitting in, and they're not quiet. You know, these are designed to be quiet, and they're super lightweight. What just, what does that whole setup weigh? Yeah, have you weighed it out? I have not. I, I think they have, but I mean, this has a, the rope on it. Yeah. I mean, you tell me. Yeah. Oh, that's why with, I was with heavy. the chair on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this yeah. one weighs 250 pounds. <laughs> no, I mean, there's nothing there. Three I mean, pounds, is, maybe. And if it, fits, that, it fits in your backpack. So, yeah. like, that's where I'm going with that is like, if you're a mobile hunter and you're hunting, like, you know, you're, do, you're doing a lot of run and gun stuff. I don't know how you can I, honestly. I don't know how you can beat that. Right. And so it, all this right here is basically everything that you take out, aside from like your bow and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. that's what it, this is. What it takes to get you in a tree and and climbing sticks. So I use a lone wolf right. climbing sticks. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. And so yeah, I mean, it's just if I have a tree that's preset, so it already has whatever climbing method I need for the tree. Yep. I just literally will walk in. Some of the trees I'll use this platform on. Some of them I'll use. A ring of steps that are already there. Okay. Just because I only have one platform and I don't want to leave it in a tree. But you literally just walk in, either climb up with your lone wolf sticks or climb up with the sticks that are already there, click in, and you're hunting. Like start, and maybe you said the start to finish, like let's say it's not, you don't have your steps on the tree, you're bringing those in with you. Like mm-hmm. how long until you're up? Do you so, think? when I mean, you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's really incredibly fast right there are only five straps that you're putting around the tree Mm -hmm. there are four sticks and then there's one for this and then you're putting your rope around the tree but i mean if if i was trying to go 
as fast as possible without making noise. It's like seven minutes from wow. ground to okay. top. I could go up like if if you were like, hey, I'll I'll give you a free rifle scope if you can do it under three minutes. I I would take that ten times out of ten. I mean, fly up a tree. Yeah, but I mean, if you're just going for for like a hunting scenario, it's right. under under ten minutes. Maybe we'll Let's take see. you up on that on Instagram. <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Have you, uh, we got a couple of little twig trees outside the new building. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> well, so that's the other cool thing about this. I mean, again, I'm a big dude, right? And I can hunt trees that are this big around. Right. Like, I've literally so been like, in a tree. Like four, yeah, like four, five. 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 Yeah. yeah. I've been in a tree that I was kind of like, if the wind blows, this might snap. I have a big boat anchor hanging on the top of this. Thing, I hope that root wad is secure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the ground. But, but, I mean, you could, I could literally hunt trees from that big around all the way to I could hunt a flat wall if yeah. I needed to. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I was thinking about is with that, you know, with the saddle, you're able to keep that tree in between you and the deer the whole time. So do you find, because I used to do a lot of stuff where, like, you'd be in the woods with it, you'd be filming, like, hunts or whatever. And what we did is we'd always set up with the tree in between us and the deer because you have all that camera gear. Yes. I'm wondering if that's what, like, do you do something similar to that when you have deer coming in? Or are you kind of keeping that tree in between? Yeah, 100%. I will I will always keep the tree between the deer and me. Yeah, okay. And so if they're coming in, I'll just kind of keep walking around the tree until I'm able to draw and take that. You know, like ten o'clock shot. Right, it's basically what I'm. I want. feel like gotcha. this is a stupid question. So, but how can you walk around the tree if you, if all you've got is this little stand here? So I'll, I'll show Do you when you get outside. This can shimmy. No, no, no. It's going to stay put, but you can pivot your body all the way around. See how it's got these traction bars on the side? Oh, I can, okay. I can push off. You know, all the way around. Yeah. So I could literally have my feet like here. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my body all the way back. Yeah, here. basically on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now at, at at some point, if the deer is like running circles around the tree, eventually it's gonna run out of see me, right? Yeah. You know, because I'm gonna run out of degrees of of being right. able to hide. But for the most part, I mean, if you have a deer coming in, you're able to kind of move over and then slide back and then draw and, and yeah. shoot. That's super places. cool. Are you or have you ever been afraid of heights? And did you have to get over that at all? I used to be terrified of heights. When I was hunting, when I originally started hunting, I would hunt out of a climber, and I was, like, maybe 15 feet off the ground, and I remember if the wind blew, I'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, my God, don't fall, please. Yeah. And now I'm, like, I'm like a monkey, man. I just Because what could go wrong? Right. I mean, even I, I have a buddy, Jared, who, you know, we get a lot of people that are like, well, what if you nick your rope with a broadhead, man? Right. He did a video trying to cut one of these. You almost can't <laughs> cut through this. Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was like hacking on it with a knife. I mean, it. You would have to try and cut yourself out of the tree. Really? Yeah. That is so cool. I was actually worried I was going to need the fire department to do that one evening. Actually, I was climbing into a tree. I'd hurt my back lifting. I was trying to squat too much too early and uh, blew my back out. So like a week and a half goes by and I'm I'm like okay I'm good I can go for a hunt and uh, climbing up in the tree sure as sure as day I step on the platform my back just like locks up and I'm like oh, oh god <laughs> I scream out in the woods right I'm like oh. oh my god and so I'm sitting there like trying to stretch I literally couldn't get my right foot like higher than that off the off the oh, platform no. and I'm like trying to stretch and I'm like I'm not gonna be able to climb down yeah like I'm gonna have to actually call the fire department and be like hey guys. <laughs> I'm a hunt. <laughs> I need help. I'm gonna send, you got to <laughs> like, send you a Google Earth pen. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I swear to God, this is a real call. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be an exaggerated version of your usual cat in the tree call. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. And so it it took me 
like three hours to get back to my truck, which oh. was like 75 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. Killer, man. Yeah. My, my, I come home, my wife's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm old, man. My back hurts. Just rub it, please. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I barely made it out. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it was, it was brutal. But yeah, the, the saddle is is just a phenomenal way to hunt. I mean, the, like, the, yeah. the advantages of it, I, I don't understand yeah. how people can can try one. I mean, if you honestly try one and put the effort into to checking one out, you can't go back yeah. to from a tree stand. Yeah. Are you, do you find that it works good in super cold weather too? Like, even oh, if yeah. it's way cold? Yeah. And so this company, Tether, they actually have a, uh, like a cover for your butt. For when it's colder out, oh, okay. Nice. Because I guess they found that when you compress all the fill, right. but I've never had an issue, and I've been hunting in, I mean, obviously every weather condition. Right. So, I mean, I've I've literally been on hunts where it's like 110 degrees outside, and I've been on hunts where it's negative 10. Yeah. And everything in between. I've never used the the butt warmer. I mean, I'm thinking about too, like the other stuff you can bring with you in your pack. Like that's gonna free up so much room. Like if you if you're hauling a tree stand, mostly bring a book, you, you, you could lap snacks. <laughs> you could literally snacks. put in like a, you know one of those like uh, heater body suits things in your pack and st- and still be less weight and have more insulation. You know. Yeah, I mean my you know my system. I, I ha- I'm I'm like a super gear nerd, right? So I have like a complete kit, like layered in the back of my truck bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a big Rubbermaid tote at, in the order that it goes on, mm-hmm. right? But this allows that system to be completely uniform, regardless of mm-hmm. where you're hunting. And, you know, you just take your pack. I film all my hunts, so I have, like, my camera gear, camera right. arm, all that crap. But even for this, for filming your hunts, it works great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you can just put the tree arm, you know, the tree's here, put the tree arm, like, right here to where it can go over mm-hmm. the bridge, and it actually gives you like a really cool kind of over the shoulder angle, yeah. even for a self filmed, you know, hunt. Right. Yeah. That's really pretty cool. And for gun hunting too, I was we were down in Iowa hunting with our buddies at the hunting public, and they they're using these things yeah. too. And they were during gun season, we'd set up so we were facing the tree, and you can put your gun right against the tree. It's like shooting yeah. off a yeah. bench. And, and, and the way that your your tree tether comes down with your bridge here, you can literally brace your right arm on it. And it's like it's like cheating, right? Wow. I mean, um, I really hurt my shoulder last year, and so I wasn't able to draw a bow. So I was hunting with a crossbow, and it felt like cheating because you, you just you don't move. Yeah, the scope is just dead on. Yeah, it, that's it, cool. It's really great, and you yeah. can shoot right handed and left handed out of it because you're braced. Right. This is yep. like hmm. that's sweet. I've got I've got one more saddle question. I don't know if you can or can't do this, but can you? I don't even know what they'd be called, like tree spikes or like, you know, for your Yeah, boots. spurs. Spurs, yeah. yeah. So okay. so uh, there are a lot of guys in the saddle community uh, that, that hunt with the spurs. And so what they'll do is you can literally just take this and this, walk up to a tree, put your spurs on, spur up, set, the, set this, and you're good to go. I mean, you can literally have, what is that, like five? I think this is three pounds. I think this is about a, probably three pounds with the rope. And then you can have a couple pounds for the spurs. You can have a completely mobile hunting system under 10 pounds. Well, and it's so <laughs> compact. Crap. Like, even, like, my tree, like I hunt oftentimes, and I love it. It's a, a lone wolf climber. And it's actually a pretty compact setup. But even still yet, 
it catches on stuff on your right. way in. Like totally. you said, you're talking about trying to be quiet. You know, I'm trying to get into some yep. spots and, you know, it catches an overhanging limb because it's, you know, like yeah. this is just like you'd be able to zip through well, stuff. And the other thing that's cool about this is you can literally, it, it's totally modular. Like whereas with that lone wolf system, right, like that's what you have. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it, it's a climber. Like it works great. I've used one for years. But you have no options with that. Like maybe you could tie some bags onto it, right? This thing, I mean, it's got molly webbing on it. You can literally put whatever you want on it for accessories. You can design your own system. Uh, and, and so that allows you to choose how you want to climb a tree. Like, I use the lone wolf mm-hmm. sticks. You could use spurs. You could use some other step, you know, yeah. something cool yeah. I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but it's totally up to you. It's The user can design their own system. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And that's what's super cool about it. And, you know, you, can, you could design it even for the hunt. Like, if we knew we were walking back, like, five miles on public land to go hunt a buck bed, you could just wear the whole thing in. You could. You don't even need a backpack at that point if yeah. you wanted. Right? Jeez. That's the AR-15 unreal. guys just awoke from a slumber when they heard Molly webbing. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's like the same thing. I was like, oh, man. You some oh, pick- Molly webbing. Oh. <laughs> oh, hold on. Can Tactical. You, what? Yeah. <laughs> can you put some pick rails pick on rails. that saddle? That's all it needs. Probably good. That's pretty, yeah. This this whole this whole setup's pretty slick. Yeah. What do you uh what do you say here? Um MC Ryan's flashing the fact we're a little over an hour. What do you say we dive into some last calls here? Taylor will save you for last. Uh but my last calls are just anything uh mildly related as we as we take her in for a landing. Yeah. From our cruising altitude of however high you normally are in a tree. Twenty two feet. Twenty two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, you go first. You want me to open? Yes. Pretty simple. Learned a lot. And uh, my last call is I'm gonna get a tracksuit. A tree saddle and get into politics because yep. I'm headed your way. <laughs> yep. Oh, there you go. There That's you it. Go. Uh, my last call is I think people heard on an earlier podcast that I had some urban trapping going on at my house. Uh, legally, I could not trap the squirrels that were in my attic, so somebody else had to come and uh, wound up in animal control being called and my neighbors uh, being quite upset with me before we actually even. I uh, really got all of our stuff moved in, so um, I've kind of I kind of know a little bit, a little taste of where you're where you're coming from. I'm sure with some of the stuff you've had to deal with, but uh, where where we live is a little bit of an urban environment, but with a lot of wildlife. And so now I'm curious. I wanted to go see what uh, what they'll allow. I imagine that was something. Well, you said that you had kind of a, a mentor, for lack of a better term, who was able to explain to you some of the laws and stuff like that. But I'd imagine D.C. probably isn't the only place in the entire United States or world where you can no I, I, wildlife. I've had a lot of discussions with guys that are all over. I mean, um, Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh area. We have it here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not my neighborhood. We got an (laughs) ordinance. You can't even shoot your bow in your yard. Don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Well, we, I've I've had to deal with that. There's a certain county uh, that's ripe with potential. Move and build an AR. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted. Well, you, no, it's fine. But yeah, anytime you guys want to come out, man, come come experience it. But they're you know you're seeing a lot more urban sprawl, and, and right. the deer is becoming a problem, or deer mm-hmm. are becoming a problem in a lot more yeah. know, residential areas. So I think you're just going to see more and more availability to to come out and shoot them in the burbs. Absolutely, rock on, Heck Rick. Yeah, no, that would I just sling echo that. Right. Like I mean, it's it, it literally extends your season, gives you more opportunity to sling. 
you know? <laughs> sling it up. If yeah, Rick can sling more, he's yep. in. Find an urban area near you and get to sling it. That sounds like a t-shirt. You could get like a silhouette of a guy in a saddle and sling it up. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sling man. on. <laughs> All right. We're having a meeting with Brandon right after this for <laughs> new apparel. Mark, a lot of crap we talk about <laughs> on here. All right. Taylor, up to you. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for letting me on and chatting, man. I'm pretty impressed with this facility here. This is Sweet place. Thanks, dude. Yeah, Appreciate pleasure it. to have yeah, you. Out. I might Absolutely. accidentally miss my flight and just be lost somewhere. Around here. <laughs> <Sweet> <laughs> right. in a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll just start looking up in trees when we can't find you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sweet. Well, hey, uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, again, for those of you who haven't checked Taylor out yet, Instagram at Urban Bowman. Where else can they find you? YouTube. Yep. YouTube. Uh, Hunt Urban. Okay. Putting a lot of uh, vlogs out there and oh, nice. taking you guys with me into the burbs for all the crazy things that we get to see. Rock so. on. And you are now part of the Captured Creative crew, too. I am, yeah. So another great account to follow if you're interested in some awesome hunting images and video and stuff like that. So check them out, everybody. And uh, on that note, we'll finally land this plane. Let's get in those saddles. Uh, yeah. We will uh, land it on that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. And happy hunting and shooting out there. Bye. Bye. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Vortex Nation podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit that subscribe button so you can always stay up to date on the latest happenings over here at the Vortex Nation podcast. Leave us a review or comment down below. We want to hear what you have to say about the show, maybe what you like, maybe what you didn't like, so that way we can make these podcasts as good as they can be. You can also follow us on Instagram at Vortex Nation Podcast. We'll be posting about each episode released, so that way you can go back, find these things, maybe grab a little nugget of information that you could take with you to the range, out in the field, or uh, maybe to the kitchen if we're talking about some good food. So, again, everybody, thanks, and happy hunting and shooting. We appreciate it. Have a good one.